start recording. Revelation 8. Um, so yeah, so we'll just kind of jump in here um, with Revelation 7. We kind of got to um, this beautiful scene in the throne room um, with the with all the tribes and, and that sort of thing. So now we get into eight. And remember, in Revelation, there are all these sevens, right? Seven churches, seven seals, seven all these different things. And we now move from the seals to the trumpets, okay? And again, remember in Revelation, it is... Um, it's reciprocal. Ty, do you remember, what do I mean when I say it's reciprocal? A lot of this stuff pretty much means the same thing. Yes, this will help you so much in terms of understanding Revelation. And if you have to walk somebody through Revelation, we'll, we'll, I'll show you more of that as we get into um, the second half of chapter eight. But so again, it's, it's this repeating thing. The trumpets are the seals just from a different perspective, okay? And then we'll get to the bowls later on. But so, yeah, so we're in here again. So let's kind of look. This is kind of a, this is the end of the seals before we get to the trumpets, okay? The trumpets is kind of in the middle of chapter eight, all right? So let's take it a couple of verses at a time. Uh, Ty, can you read Revelation 8, 1 through 2? Yep. Uh, when the land opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for about half an hour. Then I saw the seven angels who stand before God, and seven trumpets were given to them. Okay, first of all, again, look at all the sevens all over the place. Seventh seal, seven angels, seven trumpets. Okay, so the trumpets are about to get here. So, when the Lamb opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for about half an hour. This silence in heaven, you may want to write down Job 40, verse 4. Job 40, verse 4. This is where, you know, Job has been angry with God, complaining to God, and God kind of comes to Job and says, you know, where were you when you laid the foundations of the earth? Where were you, or when I did this, blah, blah. And Job is so awestruck by God that he closes his mouth. Um, Habakkuk 2.20, it's kind of a similar thing. Silence is the proper response to God's glory and God's wrath, okay? Silence is the proper response to God's glory and God's wrath. Because remember, um, Alexa, do you remember what like the angels and the creatures have been doing from, from chapters four and five? Haven't they just been like singing and praising? and? Just... Yeah, exactly, exactly. Good, Alexa. Yeah, worshiping and praising. And, it's, and remember, it's this build, right? From four to five to six. Or is it from five to six or from four to five? Anyway, there's the, it, the noise and the crowd, it builds, right? And now it's total silence, you know? It's this, I mean, it's just whatever you can think of. Like you, you go to the Grand Canyon for the first time or something and you're just awestruck by how intense this is. It's, it's about to happen. And then it's quiet. Ty, how long is it quiet for? Half an hour. Half an hour. This is a short time. Over and over in Revelation, it talks about the hour. The hour has come, the hour of judgment, the hour of the Lord. This is the half hour before that. And it's not meant to like, you know, 30 minutes exactly, right? But this is a set amount of time. 
And it's this buildup. It really is this, this device of like this <gasps> before we get into it, right? The, the, you see it in movies all the time, like the silence before the plunge, right? The eye of the storm before the wind hits. This is the seventh seal, okay? So it's this silence before the boom is lowered and God comes down to earth. Uh, Ty, just do three, uh, do three and four, three and four. And another angel came and stood at the altar with a golden censer, and he was given much incense to offer with the prayers of all the saints on the golden altar before the throne. And the smoke of incense with the prayers of the saints rose before God from the hand of the angel. Okay, remember, we're kind of in this 30-minute break where God is about to come back to earth. And we'll, we'll, I'll show you that. Okay, first of all, this angel comes with a golden censer. A censer is like, have you ever seen in movies or in old Orthodox churches or temples, if you happen to frequent them, like someone in a robe? might have this bowl on strings that they wave and the smoke kind of wafts as they wave it. Does that make sense? You can Google it, Ty, if you don't know what I'm talking about. But, like, but it, it's, it's sort of like a bowl on straps or strings with incense in it. And as you wave it, it kind of wafts the smoke around. That's what this is. That's a censer. Okay. And it kind of makes sense because um, He's given the incense to offer. And what is the incense, Alexa, according to verse 3? What is the incense? The prayers of all God's people. Is that what yeah. it is? Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Was that what you were referring to? Yes. Bingo. Okay. So it's the prayers of the saints. All right. Here's kind of what this is. Um, the temple is in the Old Testament. The temple and the tabernacle, Old Testament. In the temple, there's this thing called the Holy of Holies. And in the Holy of Holies is the Ark of the Covenant, where God dwells. Only the high priest can go into the Holy of Holies only once a year. And so one of the things that goes on in the temple is incense, is literal incense in the Old Testament, is supposed to be rising all the time to God. As it, and, and it's symbolic of the prayers of the people always rising up to God. Well, we find out in Hebrews, I know this is a lot, but we found out in Hebrews that the earthly temple is a reflection of the heavenly temple. I don't know that it's an actual building, but there is a place in heaven where God dwells and prayers of his people rise up to him. I mean, you think about it, they literally do. They rise up to him. They go up to him like incense, okay? So this, this but now something is happening with all these prayers. This angel is coming. He's going to this altar before the throne of God. Um, Ty, just read four. And the smoke of the incense with the prayers of the saints rose before God from the hand of the angel. All right. Revelation 5.8 tells us the same thing. Revelation 5.8 tells us that the incense is the prayers of the saints. Psalm 141 verse 2 says the same thing. Psalm 141, verse 2, it says, let my prayers be like incense to you. So, and again, you don't have to, you know, well, is there literal incense? Is there, there's not literal incense, but it's this idea of all this smoke, all these prayers from the saints have been lifting and lifting and lifting and lifting. And then this is what happens. Uh, Ty, just read five. Then the angel took the censer and filled it with fire 
from the altar and threw it on the earth. And there were peals of thunder, rumblings, flashes of lightning, and an earthquake. So Ty, what does the angel do with the censer full of incense? He throws it on the earth. And the incense was what, Alexa? The prayers of God's people. All right. So it kind of follows the same pattern in that in the fifth seal is when the martyrs were under the throne and they go to God and they say, how long is this going to continue? How long will this continue? And God tells them to wait. And then in six and seven seals, he actually comes back. It's kind of the same thing here. The prayers have been building and building. Um, look at verse five. What are, there are like three different um, natural, scary things that happen. What are they? The thunder uh, earthquake. Thunder, yeah, for sure. What else? Sorry. Lightning and earthquake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, this is a big word. This is theophany language. Theo. Fanny, T H E O P H A N Y, T H E O P H A N Y. Theophany means God appearing or coming to earth. Okay. Um, God created the world with his hands. Well, God doesn't really have hands. That's just an example. That's a, that's a way that I'm trying to tell you what God does so that you'll understand it. Does that make sense? That's a theophany. It's the same thing here. It's the same thing in Exodus 19, when God comes down on Mount Sinai to do the Ten Commandments with Moses, the mountain shakes and there's earthquakes and thunder and lightning. It's the same thing here. This means God is coming down to earth. The seven, what's the seventh seal? The seventh seal is the end. The seventh seal is God coming down to earth. It's almost like at the end of a, a movie where, where the superhero comes down and lands on earth and the movie's over. Like it's assumed you know what's going to happen, okay? And some of it's a secret, I guess, too, which we'll find out later. But the seventh seal is, and this is what's so cool. Well, let's back up. Let's back up. In, in Revelation 16, there will be thunder and rumblings and flashes of lightnings, and that's the end of the seven bowls. Uh, in Revelation 4, verse 5, we saw as well, let me be sure I know what that is. In Revelation 4, verse 5, we saw the same thing with the rumblings and the thunder. Yeah, coming from the throne of God. So this is the throne of God coming down to earth, okay? Um, oh, and we'll see again in Revelation 11 at the end of the trumpets is the thunder and the rumbling and the earth. It's all the same thing. Okay, let me tell these to you guys. Revelation 16, 18 and Revelation 11, 19. Revelation 16, 18 is the end of the bowls. Revelation 11, 19 is the end of the trumpets, and they both end with the thunder rumbling, the lightning flashes, the thunder. The last one, and again, remember, they're all the same, right? The trumpets and the seals and the bowls are all the same. Well, how do you know they're all the same? Well, first of all, they all end the same way, right? The seventh seal ends with the thunder and the lightning and the earthquake. 
the seventh trumpet ends with the thunder and the lightning and the earthquake with God coming down to earth. Now, if it was all linear, it wouldn't make sense because at the end of the seven seals, what happens? God's coming to earth and then the seven trumpets will happen. Well, what's going to happen at the end of the seven trumpets? Well, God, God's going to come. He'll come back down to earth again. Well, I thought he was already there. And then the seven bowls will come and they'll end with God. Come out. See, it's a repeat. It's the same story over and over again. Now, here's what's cool about this. This shows us literally that God loves the prayers of his people. First of all, incense is this sweet smelling thing. Okay. It's this good smelling, pleasant aroma. God likes it when we pray to him. And then he like, the prayers are just building. Everyone's asking God, please come back and make things right. Please end all this suffering. Please come back so that you can, I can't keep fighting this sin forever. I need you to get me out of here, right? And all these prayers are wafting up to God all throughout history. Remember, Revelation is all throughout history until finally the Lord says, this is enough. And all the prayers come crashing back down to earth because God is coming to earth. Does that make sense? All of our prayers in this disease, get me out of this sin, help this to be made right. It's all going to be finally fulfilled in God coming back down to earth. Does that make sense? So Revelation 8, 1 through 5 is a really cool place for you guys to spend some quiet time and thinking about the fact that your prayers really do matter. They absolutely matter. They are the wheel that God is using to turn the world. Does that make sense? Like God is like, why pray if God's just going to do what God's going to do? Well, God has ordained that prayer is how he does what he's going to do. Okay. Your prayers, every time you pray, every from in your car to before a test to spending an hour fasting and praying with him, it all is working to fill up this, this golden incense bowl. And finally, when it's done, when all the prayers of the saints are accomplished, he's going to flip it over and history will end. So your prayers, you know, your prayers directly impact revelation. Like immediately they are like right now, our prayers, the prayer that Ty just prayed is right now affecting us. Okay. All right. Um, Alexa, I'll let you pray next time so that you will impact Revelation next time, okay? So look, check this out. The trumpets and the seals are the same. Here's part of how we know that. They're both seven, right? They both end the same way with the thunder and the lightning. And Alexa, what does the thunder and the lightning, what does it all mean? It's, you know, where did you say theophany? Is that how you pronounce that good, it? The good, theophany yeah. language where it's just God coming down to earth. And it's, yeah, so it's yeah. God coming down to earth. Yeah, that's the big thing. You don't have to memorize the vocab word <laughs> to know what it means, but they're both great if you can get them both. So the trumpets and the seals are the same because, Ty, do you remember, what are the first four seals? Oh, boy. Uh, now, now, think about it. It's not the animal of a seal. It's actually four of a different kind of animal. The, uh, you're talking about the horses? Yeah. So the first four seals are the four horsemen. The first four trumpets are, there's got to be a better way to say it, are four disasters on the earth. Okay. 
And then the last three seals were the fifth seal was the prayers of the saints. And then six and seven was God's response to the prayer. You see how they're kind of grouped together in that group of three, the prayer, and then the two responses in the seventh, in the same way, the trumpets are four natural disasters. And then the three woes upon the earth. So they're the same. They both end the same. And then the four seals are the four horsemen. The four trumpets are four disasters. And then the last three of each are grouped together. So one more time, there's seven of both of them. They both end the same on the seventh. And they're both split into a group of four and a group of three. Does that make sense? They all go together because they're the same. Also, uh, that's, that's too much. Okay, here we go. Let's get into it. Um, Alexa, can you read just six? Then the seven angels who had the seven trumpets prepared to sound them. A trumpet was a huge thing in ancient culture. It was a sign of victory, but it was also a warning. It was kind of a battle cry. You know, you better get ready. But it was also when a king was being enthroned or when a king arrived, a trumpet would blow. Now, remember how I told you in Revelation, it's the same thing but it's from a different perspective, right? A sea, remember, a seal, it's not like a, you know, like a, like a sea world seal. Ty, what's a, what's a seal? It was a seal that sealed a what? It sealed the scroll. It sealed the scroll. The seven seals, you think about it, you open up the scroll. The seals were for God's people, his saints, okay? His plan. The trumpets are for the unbelievers. It's kind of this get ready, here it comes. You're not going to enjoy this. Does that make sense? That's the different perspective. It's the same exact event, but the seals are from the perspective of, look, this is what God is doing. The trumpets are, here comes wrath, but it's not all wrath. And you'll see it's, there's, it's a warning as well. All right, Ty, read the first one, just verse 7. Uh, the, the first angel blew his trumpet, and there followed hell and fire mixed with blood, and these were thrown upon the earth, and a third of the earth was burned up, and a third of the trees were burned up, and all the green grass was burned up. All right. The trumpet, or excuse me, the seals were based on Zechariah. The trumpets are based on Exodus. Remember, the key to interpreting Revelation is not looking forward to the future, but looking backward to the Old Testament. So what's something from Exodus that we see here? Think Exodus. What's something that we see here? It's familiar. Maybe like the burning bush? Okay. Maybe? Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think more of the plagues, though. The plagues. Um, hail is the seventh plague, Exodus 9. Okay. It's also mixed with blood, which we'll get to later. The trumpets are based kind of on the Exodus plagues, okay? And what happens specifically to the earth, tie in that second sentence? Um, it was burned up. A third of it was. A third of it was, and the trees and the grass. Here's what's tricky about the trumpets. We don't know exactly what they are, but we can work with some theories here. And remember, we keep the horsemen in view as well. This one very likely could be hunger, famine, 
lack of food, because you think about it, the earth is burned up, the trees and the grass, it's there, maybe crops are involved here, reproductive plant life is destroyed here, okay? So you probably got hunger and famine here. Uh, Alexa, read verse eight and nine. The second angel sounded his trumpet and something like a huge mountain, all ablaze, was thrown into the sea. A third of the sea turned into blood, a third of the living creatures in the sea died, and a third of the ships were destroyed. All right, we see it in there. What Exodus plague are we looking at here? Is it the water turns to blood? Water turning to blood, exactly. So there's another echo of Exodus here. Now, what's this mountain that gets thrown into the ocean? All right, Revel and tell me if I'm going too fast, guys, please, by all means. We're also recording this, by the way, so you can go back and listen. But Revelation 18.21, Revelation 18.21 tells us that, the, that Babylon is described as a great mountain. Babylon is kind of the world. We'll get there. Babylon is kind of the world system. Um, money, sex, power, influence, um, get as much as I can while the getting is good of whatever I want. Not so much about giving, more about getting. Um, it's the world system. That's the giant empire that we all it's Babylon is not um, North Korea. Ba I need, I really need to start making sure I get those with you guys. Babylon is not Iraq. Um, I don't know. Those are pretty much the two big ones. Russia, I guess, even though Russia can barely feed itself. You know what I mean? No disrespect to Russia, but I don't think we're in danger. Um, the ba Babylon is the world's because think about it. North Korea, Russia, Iraq, America, Brazil, South America, Britain, what do they all have in common? Um, they're all about getting what I can while I can get it. If anything, there already is a world empire and it's get stuff. It's the world system, okay? But eventually this thing is going to be, is going to be toppled and a third of the sea becomes blood, a third of the living creatures in the sea die. Keep that third in mind. All right, Alexa, back to you. Can you do 10 and 11? The third angel sounded his trumpet, and a great star blazing like a torch fell from the sky on a third of the rivers and on the springs of water. The name of the star is Wormwood. A third of the waters turned bitter, and many people died from the waters that had become bitter. Good. So this isn't a specific plague, but in Exodus 15, as soon as they get out of Egypt, they do this thing where the water where the water's super bitter and they complain. And Moses takes the stick and throws it into the water and the water becomes sweet. It's kind of an echo there. This is probably, wormwood is this bitterness, this deep bitterness. And from what I can tell, one of the things that people think it refers to is this bitterness of suffering. Not just suffering, but the bitterness, the the anger, the hatred of it all, um, the sadness of it. Lamentations 3.15 talks about this bitterness. Deuteronomy 29.18 talks about bitterness of suffering. So you've got, you've got famine so far. You have trouble and suffering on the ocean. 
And now you've got this bitterness of suffering. All right, let's go to the fourth one. Uh, Ty, can you read 12? Yep. Uh, the fourth angel blew his trumpet, and a third of the sun was struck, and a third of the moon, and a third of the stars, so that a third of their light might be darkened, and a third of the day might be kept from shining, and likewise a third of the night. Now, think about this. The sun doesn't just provide light. It also provides what? Warmth. Yeah, heat. I was about to say, uh-oh, guys. Uh, so the sun provides heat. If a third of the sun, so Ty, my scientist, what would happen if a third of the sun was darkened? What would happen to us? We'd get colder. <laughs> oh, yeah, to say the least, the entire earth would, would freeze and shatter, uh, most likely. This, and the reason I bring this up, this is part of why revelation cannot be taken literally. If this is part of the judgment, as soon as God does this, there won't be anyone left to judge. Does that make sense? Why won't there be anyone left, Alexa? They're all going to be dead. Well, I'll be dead. Right, exactly. It'll all be over, right? So this is, pro now, now remember the plague right before the firstborn in Exodus, the, the second to last plague is a plague of what? Everything Ooh, we need to go, go ahead, Alexa. Everything turned dark. It's this darkness. Yeah, it's this deep, intense darkness. And that's what this is. And it's, so there's the, this is the ninth plague in Exodus. And it's probably this idea of spiritual darkness. And that's the biggest thing. I mean, you read in Romans 1, we worship the creature rather than the creator. So God gives people up. He says, you don't want me. Well, okay then. And he leaves them to drown in their own sinfulness. And this happens all over the world. This happens all over the city of Rome. This happens everywhere, unfortunately. So it's this spiritual darkness that seems to be happening. Um, let's see. I want to make sure. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then if you look back in Revelation 6, 12 through 13, the sun has already been darkened once as part of the seals. So if it's already become black like sackcloth, how can you then dim it another third? You see what I'm saying? It, it doesn't make sense if this is literal. And it also doesn't make sense if it's linear. Does that make sense? You don't understand when I say that? When I say linear, Alexa, what am I talking about? Just chronological is just going straight through. Exactly. This can't, it's impossible. The sun's already been darkened. How are you going to darken it by another third, right? Um, okay, it's the spiritual blindness. Okay, next. Notice this. Alexa, count this for me. Um, the earth, the ocean, the rivers, the sky. Four. Yeah, and four represents what in Revelation? Everything. The whole earth. Good, Alexa. The whole earth. So notice again, this is God's judgment. Just like the four horsemen covered the four corners of the world, these four plagues are part. And, and it's in a way, and I promise this is not a cop out, in a way, it's okay that we don't know exactly what this is referring to because it shows that God is judging the entire earth from the cosmos, right? The sun, the moon, the stars, to the oceans and the seas to the rivers, to the earth and vegetation being burned up. But, Ty, is all of it burned up? How much is burned up or how much is darkened? Oh, can you guys hear me? Yeah, a third. Okay. 
you guys, it says my internet connection's unstable. Are you guys with me? Are we good? Yeah, it like got weird for like two seconds, but we're good. Oh, okay, okay, good. So a third of it is burned up. And this is super important. In all of God's judgments on the world, none of them yet are total. Which, think about it, Ty, if you're, if you're lost in sin, and I'm God, and I, this is an example, and I burn a third of your land, that's my way of saying, Ty, turn to me and repent, or else I'm going to do what? Take it all. Or else I'm going to come back for the rest of it. Does that make sense? It's a warning. It's, it's, it's actually in love to us. Does that make sense? It's a third. He doesn't, you guys are so sinful. I'm just going to blot the whole thing out, which is totally what we deserve, but he, he doesn't do it. And this is so important. With, with God's judgments on the world, whether they be sickness, whether it be a sickness that we go through, whether it be something terrible that we witness, one of, the, one of the many things God's doing in those things is he is reminding us over and over again to repent, 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 turn to him. Go ahead also and literally turn to Revelation 9. Um, Revelation 9, Alexa, can you read 20 and 21? The rest of mankind who were not killed by these plagues still did not repent of the work of their hands. They did not stop worshiping demons and idols of gold, silver, bronze, stone, and wood. Idols that did not see or hear or walk. Nor do they repent of their murders, their magic arts, their sexual immorality, or their thefts. What's the theme in those two verses? The what of the people? The sins. Well, the sins, yeah. And, the, and so they, because of their sins, they won't what? Repent. They won't repent. And notice in 20, it calls them plagues. That's definitely a callback to Exodus, right? So again, the point, which shows us that the point of these trumpets is to get the people of earth to do what? Repent. repent. To repent. And this is how we know the trumpets are for unbelievers, because believers, while yes, we do need to repent, we have already repented in a sense. Does that, does that make sense? God's not, and think about in, in the gospels, you may not remember this story, but the Tower of Siloam falls on a couple of people and they die. And the people go to Jesus and they say, why did this happen to these people? And Jesus says, if you don't repent, you too will likewise perish. Not meaning that Jesus is going to go around dropping towers on everybody if they don't repent, but it's his, it's his way of lining up with this and saying, everything that you see that happens is God's way of reminding us in love You've got to turn to me because the real thing is going to be way worse. Does that make sense? Ty, what is more, burning up a third of the earth or burning up two-thirds of the earth? Two-thirds. Good. Two-thirds. Everything that God's done right now is the equivalent of burning up a third of the earth. So imagine what happens when he comes back and doubles it later. Okay. This is his warning. So, and look at, uh, we're, we got to close it out here. Look at 13. Alexa, can you just read 13 of verse of chapter eight? As I watched, I heard an eagle that was flying in midair. 
call out in a loud voice, woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth because of the trumpet blasts about to be sounded by the other three angels. So see how the three are grouped together again, but also um, an eagle was kind of this, this symbol of God or this source of war. And it cries out, woe, woe, woe. Think about in the Old Testament and earlier in Revelation, do you remember what they cry out three times to talk about God? Something, something, something is the Lord God Almighty. Holy, holy, holy. What'd you say, Alexa? (laughs) I said glory. Oh, (laughs) Uh, awesome. (laughs) Um, No, that was good. So holy, holy, holy is for the believers in the temple with the seals, right? And the scrolls, woe, 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 like woe is me. It's kind of one of the commentators I read said this, it's kind of an unholy trinity. It's, it's the anti-gospel. What does gospel mean? Do you guys know this, the word gospel? It means good news. Is that what you're going to say, Ty? Sorry, I took it. Yeah. <laughs> you say good news. This is the anti-gospel. This is the bad news, okay? Woe, woe, woe. You had holy, holy, holy in the throne room, but now you have woe, woe, woe here on the earth. Now, who is it for specifically? Ty, can you just read 13? Yeah, then I looked and I heard an eagle crying with a loud voice as it flew directly overhead. Woe, woe, woe to those who dwell on the earth at the blast of the other trumpets that the three angels are about to blow. Those who dwell on the earth is mentioned, wait for it, seven times in Revelation. And it, and it sounds like everybody, but it actually refers to unbelievers, people who haven't repented, not just, oh, yeah, I believe in God. People who are actively turning away from their sin. Um, they're the ones who this is waiting for, okay? But again, he's, God is not just trying to, to, to crush them. He's trying to get them to turn, to repent, okay? It's only a third that's been judged and burned up in terms of the earth. Now, last thing, uh, trumpet one was the earth, the tree, and the grass. Trumpet two was the sea the creatures in the sea and the ships. Trumpet three was the springs and the rivers and the water. And trumpet four was the sun, moon, and stars. One of the things that this is, is it's de-creation. He created the sun and the moon and the stars. He created the trees and the vegetation. And now what's he doing? He's burning them up. He's darkening the sun. He's, remember, think about it at the beginning, there was no land and it was all darkness. So what's happening slowly because of sin? God's good creation is is folding back in on itself. Does that make sense? It's being decreated spiritually and physically. And it's a warning to repent. It's just limited. God is holding it together. He's not going to allow it to be totally destroyed. Remember, what does God say after he floods the earth with Noah? Do you remember this? He pledges to, to never what? never flood the earth again he's never going to drown the whole earth again he won't do it he's holding his wrath back but there will come a day where he won't and then next time we'll get into chapter nine and then and the first woe okay um yeah good job guys questions on that comments on that
Okay. Like I said, next week, I think we'll probably keep it normal. Um, but I'm looking at doing some in-person stuff starting on December the 6th, but we'll still have Zoom as an option for people, of course. So, uh, What time are you thinking about that? Probably the exact same time. Probably 2.30 oh. to 3.30, just to keep it, keep it real. Is that good with you, Ty? Can you make it here in time for that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. That's what I'm thinking. And then, Alexa, like I said, we'll, we'll be sure to keep you on Zoom, so don't worry about that at all. Okay. Cool. And we'll see. I don't know. I may talk to some other people and they say, you know, it's not going to be, it's not going to be easy for me, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, but cool. Well, um, Alexa, I did say it. Would you mind praying us out? Yeah, I can. Go for it. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for allowing us to gather here today. And thank you for letting us to delve deep into your word. Um, we just want to send out another praise. Um, please just protect everybody who was and wasn't here to make it today, Lord, and please help. Ryan with his house searching and please help Ty with his his job, Lord. And please just protect us for the rest of the day, Lord. Amen. Amen. All right. Thanks, guys. Love you guys. Uh, nothing on Thursday, but we'll see you back Sunday for Revelation 9. Okay. Peace out. All right. Bye, guys. See you tonight, Ty. See you, man.